So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. <laughs> I almost had it, people. I almost had it. Hello, people. Had me not to the ground. Welcome to Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. Stacey Lynn Harp. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a while since anybody's seen me smiling. Shame at me thinking it was game over. Alright, this is Mandisa, people. This is my comeback song. And by the grace of God, I'm still here. I'm still here. So are you people. Yeah, it is. All my broken, turning beautiful. I feel my heart beat, beating, and my lungs breathing. Especially during pickleball. <laughs> Yesterdays are gone, and the best is yet to come. Now I see there's a reason I survived. There's a story still to write. His grace is worth everything. Everything for my good in a way that only He could. That's right. Is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right. 
You know, the best is yet to come, people. Yeah, it is, especially for the believer. (laughs) If you're not a believer, well, this is it, just so you know. All right, okay, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some interesting news that I found that I think is super, super interesting. I'm going to go ahead and mute that in the event that some weird thing decides to talk during the show. And I want to let you know we are no longer going to be broadcasting our show our whole show over on Facebook, because Facebook, when I sat back after a whole year broadcasting my show over there on Facebook during during our show, the average watch time is two minutes. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to me to, uh, to do the full production over there. So we have decided that we're no longer going to be doing that. I'll do a little teaser over there. If you want to come and join our um, YouTube channel, then go over to youtube.com forward slash Bible News Radio. Go over there where our average view time is over a half hour. Okay, just saying. So people watch <laughs> video on YouTube. They don't watch it on Facebook. So that's why we're not there. We're also on Periscope. And in case you guys on Periscope are not aware, I got to tell you, Periscope just went through a major house cleaning with um, with their um, their platform. In fact, I don't know how many of you noticed, but we went from about 6,200, almost 6,300 followers on Periscope, and now I think we're around 57, 5,600. I don't know. I have to go look. But we lost like 500 followers or something like that overnight. And the reason why is because Periscope has decided finally, took them forever, but they finally decided to crack down on false followers. And I also know that this happened to a couple of my friends' accounts because I looked at their accounts too to see if they had lost all these numbers. And sure enough, they did. And you know what? Honestly, I'm glad because I don't like sex bots following me everywhere. And I don't like all those repeat bots and all that junky, junky stuff that happens on on, um, Periscope. So... So yeah, it looks like they, they're trying to get rid of them. We don't know if they actually did, but I can tell you that our follower count decreased significantly, just so you know. So, and that's because Periscope finally is, I don't know how they did it, but they're finally doing something. Are you looking for something? Yes, ma'am. What are you looking for? I'd like to see if you unplugged your, uh, was going into your... Yeah. laptop yeah because huh? the channel's still open and there's some hiss oh should i turn something down yeah that this uh the other one nine ten this one okay there we go thank you there we go people on air producing hello luca from italy hello mama gina and natasha mia melanie and the cat i don't know who you are who's the cat i don't know who the cat is <laughs> Sorry, don't know who the cat is. Anyway, um, so if, uh, yeah, if you lost followers, that's why. They must have been like bots or whatever. And, you know, I, I usually try to go in and follow people. I always look at the profiles. There's so many fake profiles, though. Um, I mean, seriously, if people are losing 500, 600 followers like that, that tells you how many fake people are out there. And it also tells you, I will tell you something. It also tells you the state of the perversion that these platforms actually, um, you know, gather. And it's so sad because, you know, there's no reason, really. I mean, there's no reason why, you know, 
pornography has to be promoted on these platforms, except for the fact that the perverts are like promoting it and, you know, they try to get people and bring in money and stuff. Of course, we're Bible News Radio, you know, here. Okay, bye. And um, anyway, and of course, we're, we're, <laughs> we're Bible wielding people. Yeah, we are. We wield the Bible. <laughs> Although mine's in my bedroom, because that's where I was reading it last night. Anyway, um, <laughs> so of course, you know, it's harder to find our show digging through all the political garbage and all the false prophets. False prophets are rampant on Periscope. I mean, false teachers are rampant, man. You see like 500 people, you know, in a in a room, and, you know, they're doing this false prophecy, and everybody's ah, it's like, whatever. You know, we are in the end times. Yeah, we are. All right, anyway, so I want to give you that notice. Also, if you haven't um, subscribed to our text message list, may I please invite you to join me over on our text message list. I have, I'm actually going to be giving away something this week. If you if you text Bible News to 33222, then you'll get on my list. I will, I will respond to you, ask you your name. You'll give me your name, or I will delete you, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> Because I don't know who you are otherwise, and I don't know how to address you. So you have to give me your name uh, on there. All right. And Randall, do you want to say something? You were sick all weekend. Do you want to you greet your fans, your followers, your friends? Do you, Mr. Man in the Dark? In silhouette. <laughs> yes. Let's see. It's, um, He's there, feeling a little this. bit better. Poor bear face. Block we, out some of the sun. We went and we played face. pickleball on Saturday. I played super great. Bareface played pretty good too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, well, the, the moral of the story is when you've been sick, you need to wait till you fully recover before you take on any normal uh, physical activity, especially, you know, exercise kind of thing. So, yeah, I was feeling pretty good, but, um, you know, a few games of pickleball revealed that I was not fully recovered. So, poor Bareface. Yeah. It's kind of my fault because I begged him to go with me. Yeah. Like, come on, you can do it. Come on, yeah. Bareface, let's go play pickleball. <laughs> I did it, but by like, <laughs> game three, it was just just real lightheaded. And I wasn't sure if it was just from working out. Because sometimes, you know, if you a lot of physical activity and just not enough, you know, blood to your head, you know, you can get that sensation. So I wasn't sure if that was it. or So after laying down for a while, you know, where my where my head was at the same level as my heart, you know, that would get some blood flow there. And I was still uh, nauseated and fatigued. I figured it was the continuing head cold or whatever going on. Yeah. Well, we um, we actually uh, have a guest tomorrow. His name is Dr. Timothy Jenkins, or Jennings, rather. And we've had Dr. Jennings on the show before. Um, he actually has written a couple of books. Um, in fact, I'm trying to find the one that we talked to him about last time. Um, but we did, uh, we did talk to him. I think it was last year. Oh yeah, that's what it was. We talked to him about the God shaped heart. Yeah, we did. And, uh, anyway, so tomorrow we're going to be talking to him about the aging brain and the, uh, subtitle is proven steps to, to prevent dementia and sharpen your mind. And obviously, you guys know this This is a very personal issue for me, uh, having a dad that has dementia. In fact, I saw my dad yesterday, and he was 
uh, his affect is very flat and very, um, his eyes seem more sunken. I mean, he's kind of, he's declining. It's a sad thing. I mean, he's 90, but you know, what do you expect when you're 90? But anyway, Dr. Timothy R. Jen Jennings will be my guest tomorrow. And um, so if you want to learn about dementia and the brain and some nutrition issues and all of that, make sure you come tomorrow. Okay, Bob? Because you're getting up there in age, Bob. Yeah, you are. I know you're over 60. I think that's what you said before. I know you have a crush on Bareface. You, know, you and Bareface are, are kind of getting to that age where, you know, there's the age thing. Your brain, it's decaying day by day. <laughs> Anyway. I think you might be thinking the outward, the inward, uh, the outward <laughs> man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me. Just so you know, I, I am decaying day by day. <laughs> I'm dealing with this stupid pinched nerve and tingling in my hand like this hand right now. I can't feel most of this. It's kind of irritating, but whatever. I'm getting used to it. But anyway, okay, so let's talk about some of the news because there's a lot of news, as you guys know, last last week, um, the horrible um, thing that happened with the New Zealand, uh, you know, mosque over there. Let me let me read you. There's two stories. I want to start with uh, the article on the Times of Israel website, Bareface. Um, yeah, and it's titled, In Solidarity with Muslims, New Zealand... Um, Jews shut synagogues on Shabbat for first time. Now, hey, you know what? I have to tell you, this is an amazing story. Because when you think about how the Jews have been persecuted all over the world and how Islam has come after the Jews as well as Christians, just saying hello. Uh, this is a big deal. Listen to this. It says here, We offer our full assistance and support to the Muslim community. New Zealand Jewish officials says after slaying of at least 49 people at two mosques in Christ Church. The New Zealand Jewish community decided to shut its synagogues on Shabbat for the first time ever in an act of solidarity with the Muslim community in the country in the wake of the slaying of at least 49 people in, at two mosques in Christchurch. For the first time in history, synagogues in New Zealand are closed on Shabbat following the shocking massacre of Muslims in Christchurch, tweeted Isaac Herzog, head of the Jewish Agency for Israel. The Jewish Agency and the New Zealand Jewish Council stand in solidarity with the bereaved families. We are united in fighting violent hatred and racism, he said. The UK's Jewish News reported that the move was also partly over security concerns. Among the synagogues to, clo to close this weekend, the Auckland Hebrew Congregation told members it had taken the unprecedented step to cancel all services this Shabbat over concern about the security of the community, Jewish News reported. The Community Security Trust has also urged places of worship to exercise extra caution over the coming hours. Access control is of vital importance. Doors should be closed to be open for worshipers, school pulpits, etc., then closed again. Uh, a statement by the, S the CST read, The New Zealand Jewish Council is sickened and devastated by the attacks in which at least one armed individual killed dozens of people by shooting them at close distance with a semi-automatic rifle. 
We offer our full assistance and support to the Muslim community and stand united with it against the scourge of terrorism and racism, which we must do all we can to banish from New Zealand. Stephen Goodman, the president of the New New Zealand Jewish Council, told the Jewish Telegraphic Agency. Statements of support also came from the Holocaust Center of New Zealand, the Rabbinical Council of Australia and New Zealand, and other leading organizations in New Zealand. World Jewish Congress President Ronald S. Lauder expressed horror and revulsion at the attacks in a statement. Breton Tarrant, a 28-year-old fitness trainer from Australia, was charged murder was charged with murder. In connection with the shootings, he had in the past described himself as a regular white man from a regular family. (sighs) Two other men and one woman are also in custody. Police also found multiple explosive devices in a car belonging to one of the suspects, the BBC reported. The attack, which came around the time people were attending the mosque for Friday prayers, was the deadliest in the nation's history. U.S. politicians on Twitter drew comparisons between the mosque massacre and last October's deadly shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh, where 11 people were killed by a gunman who had ranted against Jews and immigration. Uh, Charleston, Pittsburgh, and now Christchurch tweeted Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is a Democrat in Massachusetts, a candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination. Everyone should have the right to worship without fear, and an attack on a place of worship is terrorism perpetrated against all of us. My heart goes out to the people of New Zealand today. I wonder if she would actually say that if, like, Rick Warren's church was attacked. Just curious, because I've never actually heard a Democrat really come hard down on the Christian persecution that's happening worldwide. Um, You know, but anyway, that's just me. Uh, Pittsburgh, Charleston, Quebec, New Zealand, no one should have to fear going to their place of worship, said California Governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom. The hate that has fueled these horrific and cowardly acts must be called out. California stands with New Zealand and Muslims everywhere. Of course it does. (laughs) President Donald Trump also offered his condolences. My warmest sympathy and best wishes goes out to the people of New Zealand after the horrible massacre in the mosques. 49 innocent people have so senselessly died and so many more seriously injured. The U.S. stands by New Zealand for anything we can do. God bless all he tweeted. So Randall, when I read this, I was really, um, I was really touched by it actually, because knowing the history of the persecution of the Jews and the rise of the anti-Semitism towards the Jews, especially from the Islamic community who hate the Jews. Remember, 9-11, they attacked America because we support Israel just so you know, okay, that's, don't forget that, okay, I know it's kind of old history, it's like over, what, it's like um, close to 20 years now that that happened, Uh, but don't forget that, just saying, don't forget that, so anyway, I am, I was really moved by it, um, that the Jews would actually, um, you know, come and stand by that, because you know what, hey, decent people, Christians, Muslims, Jews, all decent people who uh, actually, are peaceful people, you know, who don't go around blowing people up or killing people be in the name of their religion, uh, you know, are that way. You know what I mean? Hey, Papa Bear Alaska's here. Hey, buddy. Hey, I got your books. We need to schedule you at some point. And Pastor Piercy is here too. Piercy. Pastor Piercy. <laughs> Percy. Percy Pastor 
Percy, Percy, okay, Percy is here. See, I, I got all messed up with your Pastor name. Pastor Garrett. Pastor Garrett. That's what I wanted to say. Hello, Pastor. Just saying hi. <laughs> yeah, Jesus did die for the whole world, and the whole world should be thankful for it. Okay, anyway, go on, Randall. I was just going to say, I agree. This is a, this is a huge deal. You know, if you understand uh, Judaism and his practice, of course, you know, just from a solely scriptural point point of view, Shabbat, the Sabbath, is is for rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, traditionally, uh, Jews have used the time, you know, to send synagogue, and yeah, for like centuries and centuries and centuries. And so for them, like they say, the first time in New Zealand, it's probably been in times of distress elsewhere in the world, and perhaps during the Spanish Inquisition or something like that. But to, you know, to call off uh, Shabbat services uh, across the country uh, or anywhere is, is a huge deal and says quite a lot about their... Did they do that when 9-11 happened? I, I, I don't recall. I mean, it seems like uh, worship attendance all around uh, was it went up, went up yeah. in places. So hmm. I don't recall any uh, synagogues being shut down on Shabbat. Hmm. But yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a big deal. Yeah. Well, there's also another article over here on religionnews.com. RNS News is really where it came from. Uh, And this is titled, (laughs) New Zealand Shooting Hits Home for American Muslims. Are you okay over there? (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. He sneezed and something fell off the table. (laughs) Don't know what. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, For Muslims, Fridays are special. Mosque, mosque. Come to life with the mandatory um, Juma prayer services. Did I say that right? I'm sorry if I said it was wrong. I don't know what you're Where reading. Okay, I'm reading on religionnews.com. Did I send you that one? Apparently not. Apparently, I didn't send this one to Bareface. So you're just going to have to believe me, people. Anyway, it says here Muslims dress in their Friday best, spritz themselves with perfume, and greet one another with Juma Mubarak or Blessed Friday. But this morning, Muslims around the world woke up with another prayer on their lips. I don't know how to say all that, so I'll just say what it means. It means, to God we belong, and to God we shall return, as well as the question, should we go to the mosque for uh, prayers today or not? Just hours before, at least 49 Muslims performing Juma prayers were gunned down at two mosques in, in Christchurch, New Zealand. Another 48 were left injured, according to estimates. An Australian man in his late 20s who claimed responsibility for the shootings left a 74-page anti-immigrant manifesto in which he explained his white nationalist ideologies. Accompanying that manifesto, which described President Donald Trump as a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose, of course, was a 17-minute Facebook live stream of the attack. The video which showed a portion of the violence in gruesome detail, has stoked fears of copycat attacks around the world. It should, too, because there's a lot of sickos out there. 
Muslim millions of Muslims in America will be in mosques in the ne next couple of hours, concerned and fearful about their lives that someone might come and hurt them, said Council on American Islamic Relations Executive Director Nihad Awad. They have very legitimate fears. We tell our community, do not abandon your mosques. Just keep in mind that CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, is actually a terrorist front group. Don't let that, for, don't forget that, okay? You know, CARE has this, it's a front, right? They even gave out, CARE actually gives out um, Qurans. Like, they do it almost yearly. Uh, in fact, I have a Quran that I got from CARE. I, they said, hey, anybody want a Quran? I'm like, yeah, I want one. And they sent it to me for free. It's actually a very nice book. But my friend, um, what's his name? I can see his face, people. You know the guy, Bareface, I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm not sure what guy you're He's the one that, that actually translated the Quran accurately in Arabic. He was raised in a country where he knows Arabic. From uh, Kumi Ministries? Yeah, him. No, not no, I don't think it's him. Not him? Well, anyway, long story short, the Quran that Care gives has certain pieces taken out of it. It's kind of a watered-down version of the Quran. Just so you know. Anyway, just so CARE got out there. They did their public relations, blah, blah, etc. Okay, anyway. Then it says here, the attacks left Muslims torn between seeking spiritual solace and prayer and protecting their personal safety. How do I tell my dad not to go to the mosque tomorrow? LA-based Muslim activist Taz Ahmed tweeted after news of the attack broke. Muslim actor uh, Fawazia Marat Mirzia replied, do you, do you tell him not to go or is this the time for all of us to go i don't know in the face of this horror i'm mourning with and holding our community extra close today said ilhan omar one of the first muslim women in congress tweeted we must not live in fear i will be at juma today and i hope others will too uh, mosques around the world have responded to the attacks by stepping up security on friday prayers the council on american islamic relations aka care an american terrorist front group for islam sent out a booklet on security tips for mosques and Islamic community centers and the Anti-Defamation League promoted its own guide to protecting religious institutions. Law enforcement uh, officials in Canada increased patrols around local mosques. So did officials in Massachusetts, New York, California, Illinois, Florida, Minnesota, and South Carolina. And it goes on. It talks more about all that. But the point is, is we're now seeing um, this. Um, and look. I understand and I, I agree that these mosques should increase security, hands down. They should. They absolutely should. Just as every single church in America should. In fact, if you're in a church in America, you should carry guns, just so you know, so you can defend yourself when Islam decides to come and blow up the Christian churches. And I'm sorry if that sounds mean or too blunt and to the point and insensitive, but let's not forget history, okay, people? Um, this was... a uh, a, a white supremacist who is not a Christian who did this to the to the to the to Islam. Why? Because of what they've done to Christians, in part. Okay, so let let's you know not whitewash it, but let's just be honest. Okay, and and let's also not forget. Okay, look at me, look into my big blue eyes, people. Let's not also forget what they teach these people in these mosques. Okay. 
the men in these 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 mosques are being taught Sharia law. They're allowed to abuse their wives under Sharia law and women in general, just so you know. And they're being taught to blow people up. Well, to, to blow themselves up so that hopefully they get into paradise, okay? That's the truth. <laughs> you know, at least in the churches, in the, in the mosques that actually teach what they actually believe, right? Now, it could be like, an American Christian church, like Joel Osteen's church, you can go there and not ever hear the real gospel or grow in your faith in any way because it's the prosperity gospel that's being taught. And it's watered down. Maybe it's their watered down mosque. Who knows? I don't know. But what I'm saying is you just never know. You know, when you got one little dinky or 2% of that population that's being trained to overtake America and the world, and that's their goal, don't forget it. Okay? Just saying. Don't hate me, but that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, it makes my life hard because, you know, how do, how do you, you know, how do you tell the truth without feeling, feeling like you're sounding insensitive? I'm not insensitive at all. In fact, I'm very heartbroken about the fact that if what these people were doing when they were murdered in, in cold blood is actually um, in line with the Quran, then they're not with the Lord right now. And that's not good. Okay. So, yeah. Meanwhile, though, Christian churches all over the world are being attacked. Christians are being murdered every single day. And the mainstream media just completely ignores it. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. So, that's, that's, uh, that's that. By the way, I wanted to read you a verse from, the, from God's Word. This is in 1 Peter chapter 1. And I was reading this yesterday. I want you to... I want you to pay attention to this. It says here in verse 22, Since you have an obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the, from the heart. For you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God, people. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. So we got to hold on to the, you know, to the word, you know, the word of the Lord, which is the most important word, right? By the way, that's taken from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 7 and 8, I think. All right. Just so you know, that was for free. All right. So now... Let me ask you something. Do you have a credit card, people? I'm sure you do. In fact, I actually saw somebody on Instagram today live streaming with their credit card in their hand. They actually had the number up on the screen. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, are they aware that they're showing their credit card number to the whole world watching? I don't know. Maybe they didn't think nobody could see it, but you could pause and you can take a screenshot. You can blow it up and then you could use it. Well, you wouldn't want to do that. But uh, I have to tell you a couple things. I always talk about identity theft here, Right. And it's because of ID Shield, which is a really great product you guys should all have. But here's the thing. I got I to gotta tell you uh, some of the latest news about this. I posted this over on my Facebook page on my Stacey Lynn Harp Legal Shield page. Um, 
But you guys, you really should check out these numbers. I'm gonna, I wanna, I'm gonna give you a staggering number that happened last month in February, or February. Yeah, is the R silent? No, I don't know. Depends on who you are. If you're barefaced, it isn't. If it's, if you're me, it kind of is. But anyway, so <laughs> let's see here. Okay, so I made this graphic. In February 2019, there were a total of 101 data breaches, which exposed 2,064,279 sensitive records. Hi, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. Hi, people. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Wait, look. I have... I have... I should... <laughs> I have okay, very funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, anyway, let me say that again. Okay, in February, <laughs> in February 2019, there were a total of 101 data breaches, which exposed 2,064,279 sensitive records and an additional 417 million non sensitive records. Okay, look. This is courtesy of the Identity Theft Center, Identity uh, Theft Resource Center. I think I put that, that in there wrong. They, they put out a report every, at the end of every month. This is shocking. This happened in one month, okay? Now, I'm going to, I gave Barefaced another graphic, which he's going to put across my face. Go, go ahead. You like, want to put across your face? Sure, go ahead. I dare you. There it is. <laughs> Hi, people. I'm over here. <laughs> Wait, can you see me now? <laughs> anyway, so so look here. If you if you look at this this uh, graphic, look at this. Okay, so this breaks down by industry. So there's business, medical, healthcare, government, military, uh, banking, credit, and financial. That's what most people think. And education. So if you can look here, there's uh, 53 of these breaches happened in in uh, business, right, up here, if you look there. And then, and then 30 happened in medical and healthcare, which is why you, you get your your Medicare cards, your healthcare, all that stuff monitored. Uh, four in the government and military, seven in banking and credit financial, and seven in education. And then it breaks down. You can, you can see the numbers here, you know, all of the numbers that, that were exposed. It's crazy. This is nuts. And this was just last month. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's crazy. I can send you the whole report if you want it. Um, but I bring it up because, you know, hey, Sean uh, and Jonathan, nice to see you in Oddvar. Thanks for coming in. I bring this up because every single day uh, I am trying to figure out a way to warn people, right? Um, I want to warn people. Yeah, I do. Because I'm a lady of justice, people. That's right. Order in the court. I still say this looks like a mini croquet thing. You know, you can hit the ball. Well, anyway, you know, identity theft is no laughing matter, though. That's the thing. And there's somebody, somebody, I don't know how to say your name, that's saying hello, 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 hello. Um, <laughs> identity theft is no laughing matter. I've actually signed up a number of people who've been victims of it. And it can really, really destroy your life if you are not protecting yourself with 
with um, some type of monitoring service. And so I just want to encourage you to let you know, look, if you haven't signed up for identity theft protection with me and ID Shield, um, it's $9.95 a month, okay? That's it. We monitor about 70 pieces of information ranging from your social security card uh, to your medical ID cards, your social media. Um, we monitor the black web, the dark web, people. Yeah, it is. It's the dark underbelly of the web. We monitor that. And we also monitor your driver's license, which is important. I've actually had a couple of people whose licenses, they didn't even realize what was wrong with them. They had no clue. Your credit cards, which is what most people think. Hey, yeah, my credit card's being monitored. That's it. That's all I need. No, that's not all you need. Children's identities are being stolen at a rapid rate, in case you didn't know that. And, and with our Legal Shield um, coverage, you actually can get a protection kit actually to help with your kids as well. Um, bank accounts, loans, um, emails. We get up to 10 email addresses we, you can put in your account, your passport, um, social security number, and your credit score. And there's actually even more stuff that we're going to be monitoring. We include an uh, ID Shield Vault, which is a military-grade encrypted password protector and up to $5 million service guarantee. But here's the thing that we do that uh, that other services like LifeLock and your bank and AAA and all those other services that give you a little dinky so-called kind of protection with their services. So we actually offer full comprehensive restoration with our plan. It's included. So you act, if something happens, God forbid, we do mean that seriously too. God forbid something happened. If something happens, our service with the tap of an app, you call up your, your, your investigator there and they get right on it and they are the ones that began to work on getting your thing restored, okay? So for under 10 bucks a month, you guys can have that peace of mind. And I have to tell you, honestly, that every morning I get up, I get on a phone call with some other entrepreneurs who are selling the same product and I hear stories every single day now about how Legal Shield and ID Shield is changing people's lives and protecting people's lives. And it just makes me have all the more, all that more passion to tell you about it because honestly, you know, I'm called to be a, a not only a voice crying out in the wilderness, but I want people to be protected and, you know, to worry less, live more, like our tagline is, um, and all that. So get in touch with me, okay? Go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ, LOJ 2019. And that's LOJ, it's all capitalized. Go over there, click through my website, send me a message, and let me sign you up today, all right? After the show. Go over there, click on there, and we'll get you signed up for identity theft protection. It's, it will give you peace of mind. And also, you get member perks too on top of it, which actually will pay that 10 bucks, hands down, actually. So check it out, all right? And here's the other thing. This article I read earlier today, uh, Supreme Court to rule on identity fraud by undocumented immigrants. That's how big this issue is in our country. Um, is you know is that identity theft has become such a huge issue. Not only does our government have a website for identity theft protection um, and information, but also today, March 18th, it was being reported by Bloomberg website, which isn't, you know, you know, it's a financial site, Supreme Court to rule on identity fraud 
by undocumented immigrants, a.k.a. illegal aliens. You just want to be politically incorrect and say it how it is. Um, it says here the U.S. Supreme Court will consider letting states prosecute undocumented immigrants for identity theft if they use someone else's social security number to apply for a job, agreeing to take up what could be a polarizing fight. Heeding calls from Kansas and the Trump administration, the justices said they'll decide whether the Kansas Supreme Court was right to say that only the federal government has the power under U.S. immigration law to press those type of prosecutions. A victory for Kansas would give states a new tool for battling illegal immigration, letting them be more aggressive uh, on an issue handled primarily at the federal level. The court will hear the case during the nine-month term that starts in October. Kansas says the dispute is more about identity theft than illegal immig immigration. Okay, super important to note that. Uh, the state is trying to reinstate the convictions of three men who got restaurant jobs using another person's social security number. See, and with ID Shield, your social security number is monitored, and your kids will be too, because they have to have it too. Identity crime is a problem that far exceeds the capacity of the United States alone to prosecute, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt argued in court papers. In throwing out the convictions, the top Kansas court said the 1986 Immigration Reform and Control Act bars state prosecutions based on information contained in the federal uh, I-9 form, which employers use to verify work eligibility. The court pointed to a provision in the law that lets prosecutors use the I-9 and any information contained in or appended to such form only for specified federal crimes. It is Congress's plain and clear expression of its intent to preempt the use of the I-9 form and any information contained in the I-9 for purposes other than those listed, the Kansas Supreme Court said in one of the cases involving Romero Garcia. Withholding forms, Kansas says prosecutors didn't rely on the I-9 form and instead used Garcia's tax withholding forms, which also contained the stolen Social Security number. The state said the most natural reading of the disputed provision is that it bars the use of the I-9 form instead itself in any attached documents, but not information that also appears on other forms. The Supreme Court said in a 2012 case involving uh, involving Arizona that Congress had set up a comprehensive framework for preventing the employment of people who are illegally in the country. The 1986 law doesn't impose criminal penalties on undocumented immigrants, read a illegal aliens, <laughs> but does allow federal prosecutions for fraud. Lawyers for Garcia and, and the other two men say Kansas's position can't be squared with the 2012 ruling. Uh, state prosecutions of offenses relating to employment eligibility conflict with the comprehensive federal regime, they argued. <clears throat> the Trump administration disagrees, saying state prosecutions won't interfere with federal authority. Kansas's identity theft law does not regulate employment. U.S. Solicitor General Noel Francisco argued it regulates the use of another's identity with the intent to commit fraud. The case is Kansas v. Garcia. So, don't miss it, okay? So, these illegal aliens that are coming in are coming in illegally, first of all. So, these kids should be booted out, first of all. <laughs> like, get out of here. You, didn't came, you came to America illegally, you should leave, probably. Bye, see you. You know, all these emotive arguments drive me nuts, okay? Here's the thing, though, because we have a legal way to come in. This is why we need a wall. But, you know, I'm kind of sort of against the wall in some ways, but, in, but for a wall in, in other ways. But here's the thing. They come in illegally on purpose. This is why we monitor the dark web with our service, 
Because all these data breaches that we keep yelling and screaming to you about that are happening, they take, they farm all that info, they put it on the dark web, and this is where these evildoers, they make up the fake cards with your social security and the licenses, they, you know, they make all this fake stuff on these things, right? And, you know, there's, there's um, some stuff here for you too, um, you know, that's, that's there. There's some nice ones. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that illegal aliens are mean people. I'm just saying they're criminals because they came, they come across the border illegally, and, you know. And the children that are dragged across the border, it's not their fault, but their parents are criminals. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, you're a criminal or a crime lawbreaker if you're breaking the law, right? What are you doing? <laughs> Bareface is doing something across the table. But anyway, all that to say. I just wanted to see if that would make any difference in the lighting. That this is all that to say that this is an issue, so much so that identity theft is actually being, um, you know, it's it's being brought before the the Supreme Court. Well, I, I know mean, th- I know this isn't a legal program, but I understand I understand the polarizing thing here. It's not polarizing because it involves uh, illegal immigration so much as uh, jurisdiction. I think it's crazy to say that if someone in your state is using identity theft to um, to work there, and it involves withholdings for state taxes, you know, and involves employment in that state, I think it's not to say the state has no place to prosecute. Mm. You know, the apparently what happened in the. Uh, Kansas Supreme Court is they decided well yeah our state has has no uh, has no jurisdiction to prosecute identity theft when it comes to employment if they're using a stolen social security number then that's that's a that's a federal government thing and so <laughs> I, I think that's kind of ridiculous if the state has you know knowledge of identity theft in their own state regardless whether it's for employment or otherwise just because it's a stolen you know social security number it could be a stolen anything it's identity theft if there's someone committing a crime illegal legal resident whatever if someone is committing a crime i.e identity theft in their state the state ought to be able to prosecute Right, but it sounds like uh, you know there's a contingent saying no because it's social security number and has to it's indirectly related to an I nine form, which I doubt these folks. I don't know. I don't know if they filled out or not. Um, I don't know. I don't know that uh, that you know saying it's strictly a federal issue and the state has no jurisdiction. So we're an identity case and identity theft in that case. So Sabrina is making some comments. So I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll back through some comments here. Um, okay, wait. So Gina, first Gina said, "What the heck?" And then Papa Bear Alaska said, "Every place Sharia law has been implemented, that culture has been destroyed." Well, yeah. I mean, they're already doing it here. Uh, and then Sean said, "No, nah, there's some nice ones." And then Sabrina said. Uh, they're seeking refuge. And then Papa Bear Alaska said, I've met some rather nice people who have robbed stores. And then Sabrina said, how about the love they were under? 
How about the love? They were under oppression, basically slavery. That's not true, actually. See, that's a good emotive argument. I like your your emotional argument there. But that's not always the case. There is asylum. America is a nation. We we take in people who are refugees, and you know we give them asylum. There's a legal way to go about it. The illegal aliens that come in, like my neighbors in California, who came in illegally, <laughs> they came in just because. They wanted to mooch off the American system, get jobs, make a lot of money, send it back to Mexico, and take care of their families down there. <laughs> I mean, I know this is a fact, because I lived in California for over 36 years of my life, and, um, and I, watched, I, I watched how, uh, at least Southern California, where I lived in Orange County and Riverside County, I watched how it gone down the tubes as a result of the illegal immigration. Um, you know, I grew up with it. So it's part of the reason I left California was because it was becoming ridiculous. It's like mini Mexico in Southern California. And it wouldn't be so bad if people came in America legally, you know, like my Filipino neighbor, Aurora, who came all the way from the Philippines. She actually came legally, got, became a U.S. citizen, uh, served as a nurse, worked in America for years, and now she goes and lives back over in the Philippines. She's got dual residency. I have a way more respect for her going through the process than I do the illegal immigrant that came in, lived next door to me, begged Randall to teach him English, and actually flat out told us why he was there. And that's the norm. It's not, it's not what you're saying. So, um, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> and ask any honest person in Florida and any of the end states where the, you know, immigration comes in in Texas, other places like that, you'll see the same thing, you know. So that's my, my thought. Anyway, I also want to let you know that my friend Angie Atkinson, um, Randall, I'm going to go ahead and send you a link here in Facebook. Um, you guys know that I did a, an interview with Angie on her narcissistic abuse channel. I know, right? We're covering lots of stuff today. <laughs> if you're new to the show and don't realize my background is a marriage and family therapist, well, guess what it is? I know a little bit about stuff. Uh, anyway, Angie uh, has a really big channel over on YouTube with like, I don't know how many subscribers, like 79,000 subscribers, so it's quite a bit. Uh, anyway, she recently interviewed me for, for a little over an hour, and she's been taking that interview, and she's been, you know, putting them up in pieces. Well, she just dropped part three of the interview, which is titled, Therapist Exposes the Dark Side of Therapy and Antidepressants for Narcissistic Abuse Survivors. It's a 15-minute video. Um, you guys can go over, you can watch it, uh, and you can actually comment. I will link it, actually, over on uh, my Bible News Radio page later once I get back in Facebook and also tweet it out. Actually, I should just tweet it out right now. May as well tweet it out right now. Um, so you guys can go watch it and you can leave comments and thank Angie for interviewing me. Um, I actually talked to her about, uh, my experience with in college and, uh, and the use of, uh, anti, anti-anxiety medication, um, and all the different, um, stuff that these doctors will put you on and they don't actually tell you the truth about really what they do and how hard they are to overcome. So yeah, you can see Angie there and, and this is what, you know, 
her thing is. She's she's such a cool person, I tell you. Anyway, so check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about the abuse. In fact, I may bring it up with the Dr. Jennings tomorrow. He's a psychiatrist. Um, I think he's a psychiatrist. He's an MD. Yeah, so he's a psychiatrist. I may bring it up tomorrow um, with him to see if it can tie into somehow uh, the topic of dementia. And you're putting me and you up there for a reason? That's in the video. Oh, that's in the video? Oh, this is for introducing us. Okay. Oh. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Let's jump in. And then there's me, right? What was I wearing that day? I don't remember. There it is. Oh, there I am. Yep, see, that's me in my office. <laughs> it's two of me. Oh my gosh, double trouble, people. <laughs> anyway, that was that was for free. All right, also, I wanted to um, read you another article from the Benham Brothers. Since we were talking about Christian, or, or um, we were talking about identity theft, they actually wrote an article that was that was published last night titled Christian Identity Crisis question mark um Jason and David Benham who I've had the blessing of interviewing a couple times now they wrote as Christians it's important to get in the game and be a voice for truth and bridge to God for all those we come in contact with throughout our day yeah it is so it's vital we understand our full identity in Christ today no thanks. <laughs> Today, identity theft is at an all-time high. At the time of this writing, nearly 60 million Americans have been affected by identity theft with $16.8 billion in losses. Even for us, we got to notice that one of our wives had her social security number stolen. What a helpless feeling. But the worst possible identity theft is not when someone steals your social security number or your financial information. It's when Satan robs you of your identity in Christ. He knows very well if he can convince you to believe you're not part of God's plan to do his work in the earth. He can render you powerless and keep you on the sidelines because what you think determines how you act. Yeah, it does, people. We've all felt it, the sense of fading energy and loss of power when we lose sight of our identity in Christ. Maybe we've experienced it as confusion or lack of direction. One thing's for sure, the most empowering truth is that we are children of God called for a purpose. The truth gives energy and conviction to even the mildest and most humble believer. So we must hold fast to our identity in Christ. Don't let it be stolen. Our identity as ministers of God on mission in his work must be firmly rooted in our minds. In February 2014, we found ourselves on the set of Fox and Friends in New York City being interviewed for our first book, Whatever the Cost, which, by the way, is a great book, you guys. You should get it. It's really good. We were talking about the importance of standing strong for your faith when one of the hosts asks, do you guys have any interest in being pastors or preachers going forward? I, Jason, responded because I knew David didn't have a clue what to say. When the host asked the question, I instantly felt the Holy Spirit nudge me in the direction of identity. There's a false dichotomy today that says guys like us in business are not ministers. And by the way, let me tell you, the Benham brothers are very wealthy. They are very successful real estate people just in case you didn't know that. Um, and um, they, the, the Lord's very blessed them. And they're, they're entrepreneurs. They actually mentor other entrepreneurs. Um, God has really blessed them, despite the baloney that they've had to deal with. 
Anyway, Jason says, I responded as the host panel listened intently. We don't believe that. The minute you give your heart to Christ, he puts you on a mission to bring him glory. Whether you're running a talk show like me or preaching behind a pulpit, you are a minister. Just go out there and bring God glory. When I was talking, I felt an energy come over me like the Holy Spirit talking directly through me to the people watching because identity is near and dear to the heart of God, as the Bible talks about again and again. I continued, the devil knows how you see yourself determines how you behave. So if he can get you thinking you're not a minister, you won't act like it. So that's our encouragement for Christians today. You are ministers, even if you're just wiping rear ends at home as a stay-at-home mom. I said the last part in an effort to help believers understand that what determines the minister is not where you're placed or how you're paid, like a pastor or at a church, but the presence of God in your life. If you love the Lord, you are his minister on mission to bring him glory wherever he's placed you and God will use you. This is another exhortation as well from me to you. Look, you know what? I can't reach everybody that you know, so go out there. You reach them, people. There you go. Anyway. I thought my wife, who was at home with our four kids while I was in New York City on the show, she's the best minister I know and one of the most undervalued ministries of all. David topped it off with, so the answer is yes. We will go into ministry. We're in it right now. They got it. The light bulb turned on in their minds. As a matter of fact, one of the hosts, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, finished with the segment, I've got some rear ends to attend to at home myself. Our identity as Christ followers is not attached to what we do or how we are paid. No, it's firmly rooted in who we are as ministers of God on mission for him wherever we go. So let's get in the game, people, and make a difference for God right where we are. Can I get an amen, people? I hope so. <sighs> you know, I noticed, uh, uh, and I have, I, I, well, let me, before I say that, I, I noticed, um, oh yeah, thanks, Bareface. I noticed today when I was walking into the pickleball court, everybody's waving and saying hi to me and everything. And I just walked by and said, hey, people, how are you, people? Apparently, I call everybody people because you are people, people. <laughs> anyway, hey, and we got to thank Ariel Ministries, our sponsor. You guys love them just like we do. If you go to A-R-I-E-L dot org, A-R-I-E-L dot org. Ariel.org, you can go there. You can get anything on that website and you can go to the bookstore section and stuff, get the book, the Yeshua book, or the highlights of the life of Messiah from a Messianic Jewish perspective. It's the black one. You can get that book. You mean the bridge version. The abridged version. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah, anyway, and you can get the um you can get the magazine for five dollars. But the thing is, don't forget, use the coupon code Bible New News. Bible News and save 20% when you use the coupon code. And here's the thing, you guys, think outside the box. You know, like, buy buy some of these things for friends. You know, send, instead of sending them a boring, you know, famous person's book, I'm not going to say somebody's, <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody, but, you know, send them a book for Marielle Ministries instead. Make that your gift. Um, give them something with meat. Yeah, you know, in First Peter, it talks about how we should long for the pure milk of the word, right? So by in that by it, we should grow up into respect to salvation, right? But you know what? Some people need to eat some meat because they've been a believer for a long time. Get some stuff like that from Ariel. Make it a Christmas gift <laughs> when it's Christmas time. Uh, you know, Easter's coming up. <laughs> you can make an Easter gift, uh, you know. Purim starts this week. That's right. You can make it a Purim gift. Esther would be proud if you did that. Uh, <laughs> you know, think outside the box. Just, you know, they have t-shirts and stuff too, I think. 
think they do. Don't hmm. they? Uh, I don't know. They used to. Hmm. Well, anyway, you can still go just hunt the, over there. Oh, and while we're at it, don't forget, you can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com. You can donate to us as well, BibleNewsRadio.com. You can donate via PayPal or credit card, or if you want to send us a check, you can do that, or cash. Just make sure that when you send cash, you wrap it up so it's clandestinely disguised, because, you know, some people in the Postal Service will kind of break in and they'll rip off the money. Um, but anyway, you can, <laughs> you can also donate through Facebook as well if you want to donate through that way as well. Just contact us, say, hey, you know, those of you who are the pillars of our community, I also want to thank you for being your monthly uh, donation. Totally appreciate it. You guys help me out a lot. Yeah, you do. And yeah, there is a Messiah Comes t-shirt over there at Ariel's website. That's kind of a cool shirt. How much is that one? 15 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Minus 20%. Oh. There you go. Brings down $12. What does it say on there? Do you know? Is that Hebrew? Yeah, it's the it's a acrostic of some sort because it's just hmm. in. Can you make it bigger? Alphabetical order. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's so little. Huh. Yeah, alphabet gimel dalit. You know, it's the it's an alphabet order. It's What's not. What's the red say? It says. Well, that oh. would be a talking point piece. Anyway, right there. I got, uh, it's, it's in, uh, what would you call like cursive, I guess, instead of the block print, but it's, looks like, um. Can you tweet that page out? Or send me the link and then I'll tweet it out. Sure, I can do that. Yeah. In the event anybody would like a t-shirt. I love t-shirts. I, I get them all the time from people and stuff. I play pickleball in them. Yeah, I do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, so tomorrow, again, my guest is Dr. Tim Jenkins, uh, Jennings, rather, and we're going to talk about dementia and the aging brain. So if you're getting older, this will be a show for you uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Central Time. So I want to say thank you to all of you again for joining us today for this episode of Bible News Radio. I really appreciate it. You guys rock. Uh, and uh, thanks for the hearts, those of you who gave it to us on Periscope. Thank you to those of you who shared it out. Really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. And don't forget uh, to, um, you know, to come back tomorrow. I will be doing a Get Slugged segment most likely later tonight. I have not forgotten about it. Uh, I have a new networking meeting that I need to go to. It's going to take me a half hour to get there. So I'm not going to be able to do it now because i got to get there soon. So I will do it later. You're getting older, aren't you? Yeah, you are. I can tell. Your picture looks older today than it did last week. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Okay? We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>